0: Missed <laughs> the first part of the conversation. Uh, Are you hitting the envelope? Uh, Are you pushing buttons? That's that's what my that's yes. how I'm being peer
1: pressured. Yeah. Is to push envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just some story advice. Okay.
0: Ooh.
1: All right.
2: Oh, hey, look at that. We're recording on the Trade waiters. How did that happen?
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <they> told me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just learned to expect that. Welcome to the Trade Waiters. Uh, Today's episode will be Aya by Marguerite Abouet and Clement Oubry, who I'm probably completely mispronouncing their names. So apologies in advance (laughs) to the artists. Uh, I'll repeat my note from last episode that there are two different editions of this book that you may be able to come across. The original printing is just called Aya, and so if you can find that, that's what we're reading. If you can't find that, there's also Aya Life in Yop City, which includes the first volume and like three other volumes, I think. And so if that's what you can find, we are basically reading the first, like one quarter of that. Uh, So either way, we're going to read Aya. Okay.
2: Cool. Uh, Thanks for recommending this, John.
1: I wanted I to have some, uh, some Francophone content. We, uh, we, I've tried to sort of cover like, all the different areas of comics in the world, and I know very little about French comics. And I would like to know more. This um, is one, the only French comic I know well enough to recommend. I,
2: I know that Angela is probably very sad that she missed out on our first BD episode. Okay.
3: But we have a special guest this oh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! It's Sweet, champion, <laughs> Jess Pollard. Yay. Currently
4: holding
0: the heavyweight title. <laughs> Back in the ring. <laughs> Any okay. other the next special guest has to fight me in real life <laughs> to be on the podcast. I game. would pay Ooh. good
1: money to see a, a fight between you and Spain.
0: Blood must
4: <laughs> oh. <to> be <laughs> 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 next time on the training.
1: <laughs> Two cartoonists
2: walk in, one cartoonist comes out. <laughs> and then the other
1: one comes out, a few minutes later, because, come on.
2: Yeah, cartoonists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not that bad.
4: <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so let's um, do a,
1: a character-revealing question, because we've been talking at our audience, and they might not know who we are. Mm. So my character-revealing question is going to be... This is sort of based on the idea that that one of the reasons that Aya exists as a book is that the author was trying to portray um, African life in a way that is not typically seen in Western media. So my question is going to be, uh, what's an area that you would like to see portrayed better or differently than the media typically does? So whether it's uh, a part of the world or an aspect of life or a lifestyle or a career or something. What do you think the media is doing a very poor job of at? And whether or not you feel qualified to be the one to write this, that, that someone should write a better version. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, okay, so I have two answers to this. One is like a funny one and one is a serious one. Uh, name, I'm i saying okay. it! I'm yeah. saying it, Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> Back off, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> it's late in the day. It's getting warm in this recording room. I'm taking off my boiled wool jacket and getting comfy. I'm Kay Gross, and one thing I wish the media would portray better is every time there is a fictional cartoonist in like a movie or a TV show, it is like the worst possible representation. It's just like, do you even know what cartooning is? Like there is an entire TV show. Based around a cartoonist And he, he had a puppet on his hand When he drew his comic strip <laughs>
1: That's going to seriously Undermine your ability to get to the Which return. I mean
3: yes I obviously have like full marionette dolls That I used to draw when I make my comics But a hand puppet um, <laughs> And then my serious uh, answer is I feel like bisexuality And narratives around bisexuality Are treated very poorly in the media um, and there's there's never really a depth of exploration into it. It's often that, like a novelty or um, fetishized or um, villainized, depending on the community that the, the media is coming from. So that's my serious answer to that question. Okay, right on.
2: Uh, well, uh, you stole one of mine, which I was also going to be like cartoonists, oh my god, they don't know how to depict cartoonists Only at all. good
3: one. Only good one <laughs> is that episode of Love he made me watch. Yes. Only actually. good one with the, what is it, Chris Ware uh, cameo? Yeah yeah. 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 I was that's like, will I recognize Chris? Oh, yes. Yes, I will. Yeah.
0: That's true.
1: Um, He's very distinctive. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was, or no it's not.
3: It was called, oh Easy,
2: that's what easy, it called. Yes. Sorry, it's called. Easy, yeah. Sorry, it's like right
3: next easy.
2: to that yeah. other one. In the, yeah, in fact, the I'm gonna just really quick shout out uh, easy episode three, best episode depiction... Five. Or Oh, sorry. Easy episode five, best depiction of a cartoonist in media. Uh, best
3: <laughs> depiction of a sad old man cartoonist. Yes. Well,
2: <laughs> we take what we can get. <laughs> you do. Um, hopefully it's, someone can one-up us. That would be good. Um, all right. So I'm actually just... I'm going to get sort of serious and just say that I am addressing what I think a shortcoming is, which is I think Japan often uh, gets really poorly depicted in media, and that's something I'm trying to address in my comic teaching list in Japan, uh, because whenever Japan comes up in media, it's like the crazy place, with the crazy game shows, and everyone loves comics and anime, and there's maid cafes, and you can buy panties and vending machines. And I basically never experienced any of those things. Um, that's really not the Japanese experience when you live in the country. And there's a lot of really awesome and interesting things about Japan that don't get reported on. And I think it's just because like the news reporters are all based in Tokyo. So if something weird happens in Tokyo, that gets reported as being japan but small town Japan is totally a different way to live, and that's something I'm trying to address.
1: Did you introduce yourself?
2: Oh, and I am Jeff Ellis, and I do the webcomic teachings in Japan.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm the uh, heavyweight champion special guest, uh, Jess Pollard. You can find my webcomic, Liquid Shell, at liquidshell.tumblr.com. Am I doing like an introduction? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Great. Um, I was thinking about this, and I've noticed that. Traders and merchants are portrayed really badly a lot of the time, and often is quite evil. And it'd be nice to see some variety on that front um, in fantasy stories and just mm-hmm. really any story. You know, just some more variety with the traders and merchants.
1: Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's true. Because I think that the the role of being a trader or a merchant is a very different thing in 2016 than it was in the the eras that uh, fantasy is usually based on, and I don't think writers generally do anything with that. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Um, Okay, so uh, I'm Jonathan Dalton, and I think to answer my own question, the, the one thing that I would like to see more of in media is a better, more accurate portrayal of the criminal justice system, and I sure don't feel qualified to be the one to do that, because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that everything I see on TV is wrong, <laughs> and that I think it really has an impact on on uh, the actual criminal justice system where people's expectations going in, whether they are a member of a jury or a defendant or a plaintiff or whatever role they find themselves in if they end up in a, in a courtroom, I think what they expect to see is very different from what actually happens, and that those expectations don't re- produce positive results. Yeah, That's it. Okay. Let's talk about something completely different. Let's talk about Aya. Okay. So, uh, obviously, I like this book because I picked it. Uh, but I want to know what everybody else thinks.
3: Can you maybe give us a little background oh, on the book sure. and the authors? I
1: can, as it happens. So, the, the, it's a, a two-person team. We've got an artist and a writer. Uh, The writer is Marguerite Abouet, who is from the Ivory Coast, which uh, that's where the story takes place. She was born in Ivory Coast in Abidjan in the (coughs) 1970s. Uh, She moved to Paris uh, when she was 12 years old uh, to live with relatives and go to school. Uh, This is her first graphic novel, although not her last graphic novel, because since Aya has completed, she started a new series called Akisi, which uh, looks like it's a comic for kids, but is about Aya's little sister. Which is really interesting. Uh, I've seen an excerpt from the comic, and it looks like a lot of fun. Just like goofy stories about kids living in Ivory Coast in the 70s. Uh, mm. Getting up to hijinks. And that one has a different illustrator. That one's illustrated by Matthew Sepin. Aya won the best first comic at the Angoulême Awards in 2006 and uh, it's the artist is Clément Oubryry who is French he was born in the 60s uh, he uh, started out his career working in the US as, a, and as, as an illustrator uh, where he was promptly locked up for not having a green card mm. <laughs> and now lives in France again um, he's illustrated dozens of children's books, he's an animator uh, he's worked on He's been, like, the, the runner of, like, TV shows or whatever. This is his first graphic novel. And I don't actually know if he's done any graphic novels since hmm. Aya. Okay. So just to sort of sum up the story, Aya is basically a soap opera set in the Ivory Coast in the 1970s. Uh, the Ivory Coast was going through what is known as La Belle Époque, where this was sort of the... the Golden Age of the Ivory Coast, where they had just achieved independence from France. The economy was going great. The the president at the time was focusing on like building infrastructure and all kinds of things that would help out people to sort of build a middle class. And that is in fact what happened. There was this new middle class in the Ivory Coast, uh, specifically in Abidjan uh, and in the, the suburbs of the city. And this story takes place with some of these nouveau middle class families and the the three main characters uh they go on dates they have romantic escapades they have secrets from their parents uh there's all sorts of drama and all kinds of things like that
2: yeah that that's a good summary so
1: so tell us what you think
2: yeah okay so uh i would say that First of all, I thought it was just a really interesting setting. Uh, I really appreciated the intro to this book, that it gave you a lot of context for the Ivory Coast and um, like the history, and sort of really set you up for starting to read it. Uh, so I thought the intro to this book was... Uh, I, I really enjoyed reading that, because I didn't know about the Ivory Coast at all. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was, uh, again, uh, similar to our last book, I felt like this was a very authentic real feeling kind of world like all the characters felt very authentic and realistic and the world just felt very authentic and lived in Um, it did feel like a soap opera and um, I think my one uh, sort of thought at the end of it was that I kind of wish that we just did two volumes because I plowed through that first volume in like a day and I was sort of, I thought oh um, I mean I have book two that you 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 gave me, but like I know we're only covering book one, but I, I thought, oh well, we should almost have just done like two books because this, this is such a quick read. But uh, yeah, like I, overall, I think it was like a, um really entertaining. Even though it's called Aya, I felt like it should have been called Ajua and Bintu because <laughs> those were the characters that it seemed to focus on. Actually, okay. Aya seems sort of secondary to their
1: adventures feel like she's kind of the point of view character mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah right. absolutely
2: um, and then maybe I'll, I'll just this is the last like sort of major note I have which maybe I'd love especially your both of your thoughts on this because mm-hmm. I also thought that um, this was sort of an unflinching look at a patriarchal society uh, this felt like ex- like I, Ivory Coast seems a very very very, very patriarchal society uh, from my reading of this
3: houses are I you no, you benefit from it, Jeffrey, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how <laughs> often you notice it, <laughs> but um, uh, oh, I, I love Aya. Um, I love this series, I just, I mean, I think it's a well-known fact that I'm a sucker for like teen dramas and soap operas, I just really, really enjoy that genre, so I was very excited when John suggested this book, because I have read it <laughs> many times before, and I was very happy to read it again because it's just, it's just a fun time. Uh, all the characters are kind of goofy and sort of have their own weird thing going on. Um, and Aya herself, she's kind of like... She's got her head screwed on straight and it's sort of funny watching her interact with uh, everyone else because she does care about them deeply, but she's, she's very set on what she's going to do. She's going to become a doctor. Um, <laughs> and... It, they're just all very charming, and it, I mean, it's a gorgeous book,
0: so, yeah, I, I love this book. Yeah, awesome. I love it, too. Um, like, right from the, the content to, like, the political aspect, like, do you mind if I just read a little bit of the poem?? Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> Please. Um, and it's going to be a bit shortened, so this quotation is a little shortened from the original, but it says, swollen-bellied children, machete-wielding janja weeds, and too many men and women dying of AIDS continue to comprise the majority of visual images that dominate the Western media. And I really like that this, this book kind of had a goal of showing, like, the full spectrum of human experience in this place that's maybe not being represented that well, um, and it totally accomplishes that. Like, it's it's at times it's funny, at times it can be kind of disturbing. Like, it, it covers a lot of um, the human experience, like, the experience of women with um, harassment and maybe pregnancy and um, issues that come up when you say, I want to be a doctor, and maybe your family is against that if you're a woman. So it's got a lot in it, like... It's um it's good read and it, it's visually beautiful as well, so uh, I'm a huge fan, I would have to say
2: mm, right on. yeah, I um yeah i I really uh, think that uh, it did a good job in just sort of yeah going against the stereotypical depictions of Africa, which I think is like very good. I think we should have more <laughs> more stories set in Ivory Coast and other interesting regions of Africa that kind of broaden people's perspectives. I also would say, like, for a band dessiné, um, props to the illustrator for not doing what a lot of band dessiné uh, <laughs> artists tend to do when they're dealing with non French cultures. So, two thumbs up on the art.
1: Yeah, I don't think he <laughs> would have got the job <laughs> if he couldn't draw black people and not have them look like a stereotype. Right, yes. Fair enough. <laughs> I just, but, like, I mean,
2: this is like a very low bar to clear, <laughs> but I'm glad we cleared this low bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, there, there. The other, there are other French comics that I have read that I know that I would not pick as favorite great as books for reasons along those lines. Yes, yes. So it was just like,
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I knew this wouldn't be an issue because you recommended it, but like, I'm just noting that, like, hey, awesome, like. Especially considering it, I think he is like uh,
3: Thanks for being a decent person Yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh yeah, let's uh, Anyways, I don't know Uh, Fair
2: enough, right. Two big
3: thumbs up for (laughs) not (laughs) being a racist
2: Wow Oh boy This is where we're at, man Um, (laughs) This is is where the world is now Congratulations on not being a racist
3: (laughs) What I love about the art is that I love um, The, I don't know There's like a certain quality to a lot of French art where it's like yeah that's like a French comic and mm. I don't even necessarily know how to sum it up but this book sort of portrays that it's and I really like that, Collie, mm. like it's different
1: it a different a yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and I, I love sort of the scratchy lines and mm-hmm. how it's like simple but also says a lot and mm. it's you know not perfect but it just like really conveys a feeling and yeah. a place and um
1: Yeah, there's there's a panel on uh, page seventy where this is where the the father is driving into the city in his new car and he nearly runs a woman over and the car is like screeching to a stop and that panel is just amazing. Yeah, like that you can get expression out of a car. Yeah, which is like a a static, unmovable object to get that kind of like expressive quality out of it. Like that's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) This is great cartooning.
0: Yeah, like I would um, look at this for color studies, maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a great color palette. Um, yeah. And see, um, I think the scratchy sort of cross hatching works really well because there are occasional panels where it feels like it gets a- almost a little more photorealistic, and it kind of sneaks in with this expressive cartooning because of that scratchy nature that it's like sometimes when they do a close-up the hatching gets a little tighter and it feels a little more rendered like that. Exactly. And it's on like a more serious uh, expression.
3: Like on, in, in my edition it's page 20. I think our um, page numbers are different because your page 70 was different than my page oh, 70. Whoops. But there's, yeah, there's a uh, Aya is being catcalled by this guy and it's a close-up on her face and it's uh, quite realistically, still cartoonishly but it's like way more rendered and the guy in the background is just this very simple um, very few lines character, yeah, just in the background but it, it totally works yeah. it's mm. completely cohesive.
2: Yeah, one, one thing I also noted though that I thought was interesting is, and I can't remember the page <laughs> but there's a scene where they see the billboards and uh, there's like ads and I get the impression that the ads were like ref- photo referenced from like real ads and um, so yeah, there we go. That's the one, page
3: thirty-nine, 39 in the original eight.
2: edition. So I uh, I just thought it was interesting that those those ads ended up being rendered more realistically than the actual world. Like so. The surrounding world is still like cartoony, but the ads, like the billboards, end up feeling really, really like photorealistic. Hmm. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting approach because I'm assuming these are real ads that they they referenced um, and and sort of tried to keep them as accurate as possible. So if you're maybe from Ivory Coast, you'd look at that and go, "Oh yeah, I remember that ad campaign for that Ivory Coast beer." <laughs> um, but then, like the surrounding parts, it just gets really loose again. Yeah, so it's, it's I just like thought that was an interesting artistic choice to like make the ads more realistic <clears> than, <throat> than than real life, basically in this mm-hmm.
1: comic. Yeah, like the for the scratchy style that it's drawn in, it feels very sort of grounded and real that the setting does. Like if I saw a bunch of photos from Ivory Coast in the '70s, uh, I feel like I would kind of know what they would look like now based on the drawings in this book. Like it, it has that sort of it's grounded in that sense of place that I think really helps a story like this where it's in a setting that to most readers will be unfamiliar. Yeah.
0: Something that's kind of interesting about the style as well is that there's a, a spectrum of cartoonishness. Like some of the male characters are drawn extremely cartoony, and then some of the main uh, female characters are drawn. Like pretty realistically, I can't remember the name mm. of the sp- specific guy, but one guy like his head is a, s- a circle, and his eyes are just like two circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got a little
2: tuft of hair uh, on top. Oh, okay. Musa.
0: And there's another character. Yeah. Uh, another male character. Musa. Yeah, like sort of drawn in like a slightly different style, but it doesn't feel dissonant or mm-hmm. or off at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always really admire when artists can do that. Uh, have like multiple styles existing within one universe, and it feels totally cohesive.
1: And you can still tell them too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah
2: totally. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I thought this, uh, this did a really good job of like, yeah, the art was really good. And I, I also just like that this sort of immersed you into this, um, this sort of different culture. But it had because it is like the Ivory Coast in the '70s, and they are kind of on the upswing of this middle class. Like, there's a lot of trappings that feel. Very relatable too. So it's like, you know, everyone's got some extra money, so they have free times. So they can go out to a dance club at night. You know, like they go and you know have have meals at restaurants, and it you know it's like certain things are a little bit different, but certain things are the same, and, and it, it felt really relatable. I did I did find it like really funny early on in the story when they're at the nightclub, and uh, it's like the the father of one of the girls, like, runs into his daughter on a date with the father of another one of the friends. (laughs) And of course, like, he's married, but now he's, like, out dancing with, like, this, his, basically his daughter's friend. And, I don't know, I just thought, like, that was, like, um, a very telling moment about the kind of uh, culture they're in, where it's just like, oh, well, you know, sure, we have wives, but let's just go date our daughter's <laughs> friends like
1: <laughs> I think it's it's like making this a, a soap opera is brilliant mm. because ha- having it as a soap opera makes it relatable because it's about relationships about it's about people sort of being themselves and not always getting along with each other like this is something I think any anyone in the world can relate to mm. I think that's sort of a, a brilliant strategy to take as a writer if you're Goal is to undermine stereotypes. Hmm. That's exactly what you need to do. Right. Like find the thing that is universal yeah. and say here it is. Except it's the Ivory Coast. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I one thing that's kind of a reoccurring part of the story is like the, the tables at night. <laughs> uh, I just really that's kind of weird. <laughs> like they're well, but I mean, see, this is the thing. Like in in America, it would be like the the bend in the road up on the mountain where you drive your car and like that's where (laughs) you go to make out in your car so in the ivory yeah the lover's cliff or whatever (laughs) it's a
4: cold so (laughs) then in make out point yeah make out point
2: you know (laughs) so so like in North America we have that but in the ivory coast they have the tables so everyone just like meets their lover at a table in the market <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed that they constantly had the people going to the wrong table. Like, oh, hello, my darling. Like, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm sorry, wrong table. Like, <laughs> Wait, I know who you are. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just lots of really great character yeah. moments.
2: And, and I also thought that. Um, uh, and this is on page forty three in the original, but aya's uh, like date, where she gets like obligated by her friend to go on a date with this uh, this guy who was chaperoning her friend. Oh,
1: hervey, hervey. Yeah,
2: Herve. Like this like completely bland, disappointing <laughs> date. I just really like how it plays out. And I love that the whole sequence is they never change the camera <laughs> angle because you just get the monotony of how this guy he really wants to be dating Aya. But he has nothing to bring to the table. Like he has no <laughs> compelling reasons for her to be interested. He has nothing interesting to say. Like she's even like poking at him to kind of be like, Do you have any ambitions in your life? And he's just kinda of like, Meh nah. like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like the, the contrast with that and then when Herve goes on a date with uh Felicité, mm. where like it's just I don't know, like it's such there's uh, they're just so... Such teenagers, I guess. I don't even know if... There must be teenagers at this point. But, like, yeah. they're both completely incompetent. They don't know what to talk about. They're not good at hiding their intentions. Like, very still would rather be with Aya. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and there's no, there's no mistaking that. But he's trying his best... And uh, Felicity is kind of into this, and but like she's never been on a dinner date in a real restaurant before, so she has to ask her sister ahead of time. Am I allowed to eat with my hands, or do I have to use cutlery? What's the what's the protocol at a at a fancy restaurant? Because I don't know. Yeah, I like that Aya's
2: solution is just order the
1: chicken because you can <laughs> eat that with your hands.
2: <laughs> Which, I just I love Herve though like that panel. That's a winning panel. I want that on a button.
1: The panel that we can't see because
2: yeah, this sorry. is a podcast. It's like him talking. We should put that on the Tumblr. Uh, I just love his little facial expression. <laughs> uh, uh, it's
3: hard to believe that this is both of their like first comic. Yeah. For both the writer and the art and like I mean given the artist uh, he's done so much before this as well, but mm. like for a first comic
1: Yeah you're right. Wow. Yeah. And the writing too. Like uh, sometimes I have trouble reading French comics because the pacing is so different from Western comics and manga. But this, like, I had no trouble with the reading the story here. It was, it was just, it mm-hmm. flowed naturally. I never got tripped up by anything. It was great. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. It, it 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 was really entertaining. I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the ending too with the uh, the lackluster wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the father of the bride is trying to. Or, no, the father of the groom has to host it and he's trying to spend as little money as possible on this yeah. wedding. The he idiot's son
3: is hecked up. Yeah.
1: and Even though he's rich and he could afford quite they, a bit more. I he only I, has one son.
2: I also enjoy that both the bride and the groom have black eyes at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the groom from his father and the bride from her friend because she stole her boyfriend away to marry him and have his baby.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. That may not even baby. be as, like oh. what a great place to end yes. a book. Yeah, um, <laughs> like it's so soap opera. Like like it just follows the soap opera theme of like this is where you would end the episode yeah. that makes people have to come back next week. Is that yeah. um, she's had her baby um sorry what's her name ajua Ad- yeah yeah she's had her baby and they they're all sort of cooing around the baby and it's like the mother-in-law sort of like this doesn't look like my son and they're like no it's like his grandfather it's fine it's fine and then one of uh, Jewish old flames walks in and he's like oh it's just passing by and everyone just <laughs> stares at him he's like oh, oh, oh. why is everybody looking at me
1: <laughs> he looks do we see the baby at that point no um,
3: okay it doesn't show the baby's face right I think the um, you, see I would say like
2: that's that's again top-notch cartooning because <laughs> even without seeing the baby's face the look on <laughs> everyone in this room—you know that that baby looks exactly like this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> because of everyone's expression.
1: Yeah, 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 and he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he doesn't know he's going to be in big trouble.
0: Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, One thing uh, yeah. that I really appreciated about this is that um, it manages to show like a very like human and positive depiction without over idealizing it Mm. because like we were saying earlier like there are some things that happen like it's not this perfect society with all these perfect characters like people are morally complex and like the society is complex like it does touch on um sexism and I just really I liked it a lot it's just like really holistic it's like a good slice of of life that's like true to I think the, the human experience and so it's very relatable and it's mm-hmm. also just, like, so funny at certain points, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the humor is is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: enjoyed just... Most of the male characters seem to just be these, like, hilarious, awkward goofballs. Like, I don't know, just... <laughs> like, in the way that they're drawn, but also just in the way that they behave. Like, yeah, it, 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 it was really... Really well done. Really funny. It had a, and it had a, like a nice humor to it. Like there wasn't this. Um, like it never got really mean spirited. Right? Yeah. It's like um, even the inciting incident. It's like Ajua and Bintu uh, are trying to get Aya to go out to this nightclub because they met this guy who's got lots of money and they plan to like, kind of lead him on to get him to buy them drinks and have them out on the town, but to actually then date, like, other people <laughs> at this club. And, like, in the context of that, you're like, oh, that's a little uh, unsavory. But, like, the way it plays out, there's, like, it's really lighthearted and, like, it, it doesn't come off as, like, being really, like, mean-spirited. It's, mm. like, they're very, like, mischievous, but, like, he's also kind of got his own agenda. And so, like yeah, I don't know, you kind of,
1: like, it feels very tit-for-tat, like, it it was good. Mm. I I enjoyed it. I think like, this is, I think, why Aya is important as a character that she's, sort of, she's the level-headed one, she's the one where sort of she's our point-of-view character, and I think she kind of allows us to to laugh at the other characters Mm. because there is this sort of, like, focal character at the center that they all sort of rotate around. Right. Where, like, we're not just making fun of a bunch of people because we've got our point of view character who's kind of level-headed, but still part of their sor- same group, doing a lot of the same things. So I, I think it, it works pretty well. Yeah. Even if, like, I haven't... I bought the um, the extended volume that has, like, four volumes in it or something and I thought, I'm going to have time to read ahead. I'm going to read the whole thing and I did not at all. <laughs> but... So I don't know whether her character has, like, a more of an arc later on. Hmm. But at least as far as the first chapter goes, like, I think she fills an important role, even without a lot happening to her. That's true. Do we want to talk about individual characters, maybe? Sure. Okay, so I'm just going to, like, <coughs> tell your name of a character and tell me what you think about this character. Or okay. something you like about them, or something they did that you thought was great. So, oh, we've kind of talked about Aya already. What about Ajua?
2: Yeah, Ajua is... I think she's she's really a fun character. Uh, she definitely seems like the the like the hot mess friend. She sort of
3: stirs the pot. <laughs> yeah. It, it, she <laughs> a lot no. of the decisions she makes sort of gets everyone else all riled up and she's kinda like yeah, the hurricane <laughs> going mm-hmm. on, on. Yeah.
1: True
2: there. <laughs> hurricane ishua. <Azura. laughs> uh,
1: what about Binto? Or Bintu. Bintu.
2: I liked Bintu a lot. I um See, she she kept standing out to me a lot as a character, and I I really like the interplay. Again, I like the interplay between Ajua and Bintu, mm-hmm. um, and that's where like I I was surprised that there wasn't more interaction between Bintu, Ajua, and Aya. But it's sort of like your entry point is like you have Bintu and Ajua, like hey Aya, let's go out on the town and. I was like no, I'm gonna stay in and try to be a doctor, basically, <laughs> and then you just follow these two girls for for quite a lot of the story. But yeah, I think um, I, I I kind of uh, enjoyed just how like Bintu was really not big on I'm forgetting his name now, but uh, Musa. Musa. She was really not big on Musa until he accidentally got Ajua pregnant <laughs> and had to marry her, and suddenly Bintu is like, this is the worst. I loved him. Like you, you've wronged me.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the same guy that they were trying to take advantage of at the start. Yes. <laughs> like mutually, just like, well, let's get, see what money we can get out of this guy. Yeah. Uh, but no, by the end, like he's he's my one true love, and he spoiled everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how that evolves. And I think that that's why that, like that they earn that because it just kind of evolves mm-hmm. and, and out of that. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's like there's that fight. But then it's sweet, because then in the end, um, when I'm, I'm going to be really bad with names, when the woman's having her baby. Yeah, Ad- Adjua, Adjua. Adjua. when she's having her baby, like, her friends come back, and, like, they're there for her, and, like, they bring uh, flowers, and it's all good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, all th- forgiven. Yeah,
0: they're ultimately, um, I like that the women are sort of ultimately supportive of each other. Mm. Um, <laughs> hmm On the whole, I think, throughout the story, mm-hmm. which is sweet.
1: Uh, okay, what about Mr. Sissico, the the business manager?
0: I'm not going to. Sorry, lie. is that Moose's
1: dad? Yeah, Moose's dad.
2: Yeah, I think um, he was hilarious. I <laughs> loved how concerned with uh, face, like an appearance, he was. Um, <laughs> I
3: really liked uh, the scene where. Um, Oh boy, it's uh, I think, uh, yeah, Aya's family goes for dinner with Moose's family Mm
4: -hmm. and
3: sort of watching Aya's dad uh, (laughs) suck up to his manager um, Mm -hmm. where the manager's like, I hope you all like beer, and the dad's like, only if it's the strongman's beer, of course which is the brand that they sell, Mm -hmm. and the wife is like, maybe you'd rather have one I don't know, and and the dad's like, no beer, Mm -hmm. I like beer and then the manager's like you're a real company, man. Maybe we should promote you. I just thought that was just <laughs> yeah. such a great interaction. Yeah.
1: yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh final thoughts.
0: Can I read what yep. I feel like is one of the best lines in the yes. book? Yes. It's uh the dad like really begrudgingly talking about spending money on this wedding, and he says, it doesn't take drinking water to put out a fire. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> just oh. a while of the,
0: the crappy like cheap wedding decorations yeah. and like the cheap food and like the expired beer at the wedding. Yeah. I thought that was really great. <laughs> That's really Yeah,
2: funny. I just I like when they plan the wedding and he's like on the phone like remember that beer we we're going to throw out? Never mind, save it. We've got to
3: got to serve expired crate. Final it. thoughts. This book is great. Do we recommend it? Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you should absolutely. Am.
3: unanimously.
1: Yeah, okay, I just wanted to say, too, that um, I don't, much as I don't know a lot about French comics, I don't know a whole lot about comics being made in Africa, but I know <coughs> that there are quite a few being made, and there's even a convention in um, Algeria that sounds pretty interesting. Cool. So part of me kind of hopes that at some point there will be a, an African comics industry that uh, is... Sort of a counterpoint to what we have in Japan or in North America or in Europe, and because I think comics are kind of a, the perfect vehicle if your economy can't support making movies, for example, mm. comics are a lot cheaper. That's true. And there's obviously some pretty good cartoonists there.
2: So I'm I'm going to put this out to our two listeners, um, <laughs> my mom and Derek. Yeah, uh, three listeners. Oh, and oh yeah, and way now, so three. Um, if any of you can think of uh, more African-made comics. Send recommendations. Maybe we'll cover them on a future Trade Waiters.
1: Okay. Uh, So I don't think we have time for shout-outs, but uh, tell us uh, who you are and where we can find you. All right. I'm Jeff Ellis.
2: You can find me at jeff-ellis.ca.
3: I'm Kay Gross, and uh, I just put up a little portfolio site that's got a selection of my comics and other artistic work to check out at kegcomics.com and I have an ongoing webcomic lunarmaladies.com that you can check out
0: Hey, I'm Jess Pollard I think I accidentally told you where you could find me earlier and I wasn't supposed to
1: That's okay, tell us now But
0: again, you can find my webcomic Liquid Shell at www.liquidshell.tumblr.com
1: Okay uh, I'm Jonathan Dalton. You can find my work at phobos comiccom uh, And our next book is going to be Bone by Jeff Smith, as picked by Angela. Um, I think we're doing all of Bone. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Two part
2: episode.
3: Um, <laughs> Bone's really long.
1: Okay. Well,
2: we'll, so we'll we
3: talk about touch base about that. We'll talk air. about
1: it and we'll post <laughs> what we're actually going to do uh, in the text. But it's going to be bone. We just don't know how much yet. Um, Okay. The Trade Raiders is presented by Cloudsgate Comics. We'd like to thank the Vancouver Public Library for letting us record in their inspiration lab and sleuth for the music. You can find us at www.cloudsgatecomics.com or traderaiders.tumblr.com or iTunes or Google Play or various other places.